Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, my Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. It's Hogan Johns. Fields watches downfield. He's got a touchdown, Ohio State. Just the tradition here, the history here, the, the pride, you know, here in Chicago is just unmatched. Fields down the field. Caught for a touchdown. Touchdowns for Fields tonight. I just love the energy already. I'm just you know, glad to be a Bear and you know, glad to be a part of this great city and great organization. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. A taller Russell Wilson or a more polished Cam Newton? Where do I sign up for that? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. This is different than the Mitch Trubisky situation. This is different in a way than acquiring Jay Cutler. It's The Adams, Hogan Johns. It's unbelievable. And Johns. Let's begin now. What's up? Welcome in. How about it? Adam Johns. Justin Fields. He's here. Put him in the Hall of Fame, Adam. Just put him there. Just why wait? <laughs> it's all I needed to see was um, two quarters, right? Second and third quarters of this preseason game against the, the Dolphins. That's enough for me. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Wow, just like that. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. Yeah, just like we were the maybe. other day. But hey, this is what we talked about, right? We talked about stacking these days together. That's what Matt Nagy, Justin Fields were talking about after the game. But we both did not want to overreact too much from that practice on Thursday. We said, hey, let's see how it translates over to the game on Saturday. And Justin Fields, after a little bit of a shaky start, uh, turned it on and looked pretty darn good here at Soldier Field. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see us. How about this setup for the first time after a game as we're adapting to our uh, I don't know, things kind of getting back to normal. There are fans here in the stands. Now we're doing this podcast on video on YouTube. So uh, I'm down on the field. Johnsy's got Papa Bear behind him in some room upstairs. You're also inside Soldier Field. Just be careful with those sprinklers behind you. They're getting awfully Uh close to you. Although that would make make for a great clip if that one comes around and and whacks you in the back. I'm all for that, actually. I already got one warning shot. They're setting up for, uh, I think, a Chicago fire play here, like within 24 hours. So they're already setting up for that and uh, trying to do the transition. But all right, let's talk about this game. Johnsy, I I, I mean, there's really nothing to say about the first team offense. Andy Dalton barely played. This was about Justin Fields. And for a long time in the first half, I was like, are we ever going to see Justin Fields? Because... The offense only managed six plays in the first quarter with Andy Dalton. The defense couldn't get off the field. And so the time of possession, the total plays, it was all skewed towards the Miami Dolphins. And finally, Justin gets in there. But I think with like four and a half minutes left in the second quarter, he had still only thrown two passes and they were both checkdowns. So it, it and then when he had a, another opportunity, things were just shaky and he has that fumble, he loses the ball and, I was starting to worry, you know, are things just a little too fast out there for him? It seemed like the operation getting it out of the huddle was a little bit choppy. 
And then they get with four minutes, uh, 40 seconds left, excuse me, 40 seconds left in the second quarter. They get to run a very quick two minute type drive. And Justin moves the ball. He settles down five of six, 42 yards. And they get in position for a Cairo Santos 53 yard field goal, which he makes. And from that point on, the dude was outstanding. He just played football in that final 40 seconds there. It wasn't anything. Amazing down the field. You know the Dolphins were going to prevent those down the field passes. He took what the defense gave him, um, bought some extra time with his legs, and just looked efficient. You weren't going for touchdowns in this situation. You're going for that long field goal, and he got Cairo Santos into his range. So that's a win, a big win, I think, for Justin Fields, because let's be honest, the offense didn't look good at first with him, and and I don't think it's all his fault, really. They were backed up. You have uh, Javon Wims, offsides. Then you have, who was Elijah Wilkinson? Offsides, so not a good start for the entire offense, not just for Justin Fields, but that's fine. That's what the preseason is all about, to get all of those problems out of your system, to experience those problems to begin with, and then respond to those problems. And we saw Justin Fields do that after halftime. There's a low snap in there, too. It just it, altogether did not look that great. Sometimes you wonder with the false starts, are they on the quarterback? Does it have to do with the cadence? Yeah, false starts. What did I say? Offsides? Yeah, false starts. Two of them. Yeah, you thought, I mean, you thought Justin Fields was playing defense. That's fine. He could probably <laughs> do that, too. He showed off the speed today. Here's what I loved after the game. And we walked out of that press conference, and I think I just I said to you, I mean, he just, he just has it. He is it. IT, it. I, it it's – he – it's just the way he answers some of those questions, the confidence, um, specifically being asked how the speed of the game was. Tweeted it out. I think some people, you know, sometimes context on Twitter isn't great. I think some people are taking his comment maybe the wrong way um, with him saying that he actually thought the game was slow today. He was just answering the question, honestly. I don't think he was, like, trying to take shots at anybody. Um, but maybe that's how it's coming off on Twitter a little bit. I just love that he said that. I, I, and I think he showed that with his play. Yes, He's facing backups, and it's going to be even faster whenever he gets his opportunity to play in the regular season, Johnsy. But I, I just love the fact that the way he played and the way he talked after the game, that jump, it's still a jump. It's still a jump from the Big Ten to whatever competition he faced here today. And I don't know if you noticed a couple times when he took off with the ball, including one time he scored, he was the fastest guy in the field. So I think mentally and physically, the game was not too fast for him today. and. Again, for one game, all we can do is evaluate today. He passes that test. Well, he's playing against backups, but he's with backups, and he's been with backups since the start of training camp. And he's excelling with them. We, we saw it the other day at Hallis on Thursday where he was the best player on the field. That's what you want the 11th overall pick to look like. You want him to be the best player on the field. And let's be honest, sometimes these guys taken in the first round, regardless of position, don't look that way. We know that well by now, covering Mitch Trubisky. I think you're seeing some of that play out in New York with Zach Wilson. Justin Justin Fields, in the third quarter, had one incompletion that should have been caught, by the way, and he was the best player by far on the field. That is a good sign, in my opinion. I'm not trying to make too much out of it, but you want the 11th overall pick, your future franchise quarterback, to look that way, and he did everything you wanted him to do in that third quarter. Yeah, so let's talk about some specifics. To, I mean, kind of back the fact up that I don't think we're overreacting here. I think, I think that, you know, I, I don't necessarily off the top of my head remember. Look, Mitch's numbers were really good in his first preseason game. We talked about that coming into this one. He also lit up the Broncos that night uh, at Soldier Field in his debut. 
I don't necessarily remember the specifics of what he did, but some of the things that all I can do from today's game that I think do translate that carry some weight to me at least is when you look at, and it started on that, that 42nd drive before halftime, the way he went through his progressions and Nagy talked after the game so much about how calm he was. And you could see his eyes manipulating the defense when he found Justin Hardy for 15 yards and, it was really the end zone angle behind him where you could see how his, well, the one in front of him, where you could see how his eyes were moving, but then on the one behind him, how he really held the defender off because he was looking off to the side. And then he just kind of came back and zipped it right over the, the middle to Justin Hardy. It, that was a, that was a much harder throw than it looked live in the moment when he made the throw. And, and so I thought that that was an example that translated. I thought that, the, uh, the scrambling touchdown, his first read on that play is to Jesse James, who falls down as he's going into his break to cut out, I think, on what would have been a corner route. He falls and slips. Justin immediately gets off it, and almost at the same exact time, he's getting backside pressure from behind him, and he just feels it. It's behind him. It's like he has eyes in the back of his head. He feels that pressure. And it was I forget who asked the question in the post-game press conference, but it was actually a really good observation. And a lot of times you'll see guys, if the pressure is coming from the left, they'll start just sort of wandering out to the right. They'll just start to run away from it. And Justin hung in there and he just sort of took a sidestep and instead went the other way. And he talked about how he knew there was man coverage. And so he knew no one was on him. So as soon as he got outside the pocket to his left, once that pressure went by him, it was just him in the end zone. And he had the speed to beat the whole defense there. So these are just a couple examples of plays that I think are, are both examples of things he can do that the other quarterbacks can't on this roster, especially when we talk about the mobility and the speed, um, but also just that it factor again, the instincts. And I thought those were on display as well. And those are the things you can't really teach. You just sort of see it and you know it, like we talked about on Thursday's episode. You could see what he meant by the game felt slow to him. It's those out-of-pocket throws where, where he's on the run, almost directing traffic, where he's pulling defenders away from receivers and man coverage where the defender now has to account for him. Like Justin Fields was not intimidated by that whatsoever. He did not panic when that defender came off and on him where he just lost the pass over the defender who allowed the, the free receiver to, to run down the field. You, you saw that come to fruition today. You saw the calmness. You saw the poise. You saw the slowness. And that's a good word in this sense. You saw the slowness of the game for him. And Again, we don't. I feel like we we need to continue to clarify this. We're not making too much out of this game, but you see some of the things that we have seen throughout training game. Now you saw it more on the move. You saw it more in live action. But some of the the stuff, the poise, the calmness, the 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 throws that are just natural talent that we saw in camp, whether it be against the Dolphins or against the Bears starters. Where you saw some of that today against the Dolphins in a live full game where Dustin Fields could be actually hit. And then, uh, I, you know, even the, the throw to Jesse James was just a wide open play. It's, you could say, oh, it's a busted coverage. I mean, first of all, the play's designed to be a busted coverage. It's a wide throwback. It requires play action and a boot. So you need to have a mobile quarterback to do it. Andy Dalton can probably run that play. I have a feeling we're going to see that play again. It's a really good red zone goal line type play. Uh, the Bears ran it in the middle of the field, and it's designed to sneak or leak the tight end, the wide tight end from the right side, left side, whichever side you're going to run it right, right to left, left to right, depending on what hash you're on. But the play worked 
perfectly. So it's coaching, it's the, the design, but it also takes the quarterback executing a good fake, the offensive line selling the run, and Jesse James in this situation being that tight end uh, to carry out his fake too, which is to make it look like he's blocking and then just sort of slip out. And then the guy's wide open. How many times we see that last quarterback miss wide open throws, the layups like we talked about? Now, I, I don't want to bring Mitch into it and slander him. He, that guy was, I mean, it was so wide open, he would have made the throw too. But it was still there and in stride, and Jesse James is able to backpedal right into the end zone uh, because he, he was able to make the play so easily. So You almost backed was, into the end zone right there. I saw you try it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got the end zone behind me. Um Look, look, so I don't want to overrate that play because he's wide open, but it's still the execution. It's the stuff you take it from the practice field to to the game field and uh, just another example today. So it was all it was all there, and you don't overreact. You just you take it as a, another test that was passed, and now we'll see if you can build on it and what will be week two of the preseason. So we talked before this game. Like, if he plays well, what do you want to see change? Or, like, what's next for him? Mm-hmm. So what I said in that podcast – was I want to see him play with the starters, maybe against more of the starters as well. Now, we've seen Justin Fields play with the twos against the Bears' first-team defense. Now, they're not all in there because of various injuries, but I'm at this point now, clearly at this point, where it's time to see him more with Allen Robinson. It's time to see him more with Colcom. And I'm not talking about a full practice with him. I'm talking about sprinkling in a few snaps here or there in certain situations just to see what they can do. It's more than just the after-practice work that these guys are doing with them, too. It's time to see them in seven-on-sevens. It's time to see them in certain situational drills, red zone, whatever. It's time to see more tests for Justin Fields from Matt Nagy in practice starting on Monday. Yeah, and I think it's going to have to come in practice because I, I don't think that, you know, unless the Bears want to make some drastic uh, major decision this week, I mean, we're talking about Andy Dalton starting again against the Bills. Uh, playing a little week. bit more, probably playing, playing a little bit more. more. And by the time you get him in there playing more, you're not going to want to have Allen Robinson on the field any more than that. So um, I think that those reps I have to come in practice. We've seen them here and there with not guys like Dar- Darnell Mooney, though, at times. Um, Cole Komet. There, I don't. Can you remember a throw between Fields and Allen Robinson yet? I don't off the top of my head. In I, team drills, I have zero. Yeah. So I. We've seen them occasionally with some of the other guys, but you're right. I mean, I think that eventually that needs to happen. Also, I think Allen Robinson's so good and that, you know, if he doesn't get any preseason reps with Justin Fields and then they make the move to Justin Fields in week one and on Sunday Night Football in L.A., they're playing together, I think they're going to be okay because there were a couple throws today, by the way. There was at least one drop. And there was another deeper throw to the far sideline that went incomplete, but I thought it was a good ball by Justin. And all I could think about there, because I, I was that to Rodney Adams or Hardy, I forget. But oh, all oh I, one of Fields' first throws down the right sideline. Yeah. The one, yeah, the corner, kind of the seven route. Yeah, yeah. And all I'm thinking there is, man, if that's Allen Robinson running that route or maybe even Darnell Mooney, that's probably a catch. But there just wasn't enough separation. To me, it's like <laughs> you're trying so hard to like not get carried away with this. I think I've clarified it a couple times, but I felt Matt Nagy like opened the door for conversations to be had this week. Did he not? 
when he keeps talking about stacking practices. That like that's his new thing to Are say you talking, now. You're talking about the press conference today. Yes, the press yes. conference a- after this game. Yes, when he's talking about like he did not shut the door. I felt like he opened the door up a little bit more for not where. Justin Fields is your starting quarterback on Monday, but where this conversation has to be had, like if this continues, if he continues to stack days and the buzz continues to build, not, not just outside with you and I in the stands with fans and stuff like that, but in the, in, in, in the building, because yeah. that buzz is there too. It's there. What Rodney Adams call him today? A natural? It's after what Damian Williams said about getting behind the guy. Like this buzz is building in that locker room. Matt, Matt Nagy is well aware of that. And I felt like Matt Nagy opened the door a little bit for conversations to be had if Justin Fields continues to have good days. Now, those good days have to come with more tests. That's that's where I'm at now with this. Like, Matt Nagy has to test this rookie a bit more, play him with the starters against more starters, do different things with them, because that's where this has to go. It has to go that way. I'm glad you said that, because I was thinking that same thing during the press conference as he was talking. And... You know, I think you could say he opened the door. Maybe how I would put it is he sure as hell didn't close the door. You know, he could have continued to to kind of sidestep the questions, make it more general about the offense, and then say, you know, unquestionably Andy Dalton's still our guy. He left the door open to that talk, and it's almost like he wanted to do that. Like it was strategic because – if you're the head coach and you're the guy that fell in love with Justin Fields before the draft and this, you know, this today, and I also asked him spe- about these three practices as a whole, you have the two practices in this game, the three days against the Dolphins, and he progressively, Justin now, got better each day and what that meant. And he, Matt, talked about how the speed and the game being live today, stacking those together, like it does mean something. Uh, and so I think if you're the you're the coach, you want to keep that confidence going. You want to see that swagger that they keep talking about and him saying, oh, you know, the game wasn't too fast for me. In fact, it was kind of slow. Like you want to keep that momentum building. So I thought Matt did a good job today of keeping that door open. Let, let's put it this way. I think it's definitely a possibility. I, I, I would say it's still more likely Andy Dalton's the starter, but I do think I do think that there's the the chances of the switch to Justin Fields before the season even begins it increased slightly today. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. Well, what what Nagy is saying should be a message to Andy Dalton too. You got to start stacking some good days together. But it's also unfair when he doesn't really get a chance today. I well, I know. Well, to, to, to be fair, he had a chance. He had two drives. I know it was only six plays and everything was a bit vanilla, but there's a couple throws in there. Complete them and they're both in the tight coverage. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, like, but it's also in practice. It's also those Dolphins practices. Like Andy Dalton did nothing to overly impress me in those games or in those practices. Maybe he was a bit consistent at times, but there was some some bad drills, man. Like even Matt Nagy mm-hmm. mentioned it again. That two minute drill that the first team offense had on Wednesday against the Dolphins was horrendous, and it's still sticking with Matt Nagy a few days later. That's still there. They had a couple awful team drills on Thursday, too. First team offense, Andy Dalton. I'm just, like, on Monday, like, Andy Dalton should come in. Like, he's got to start stacking good practices, too. Like, Justin Fields is stacking good days, and he's coming for that job. That poise, that everything that we saw today, like, all of that is coming for Andy Dalton's job. And 
Can he lose? Like, like here, like here's a scenario for you. What if Andy Dalton, in the quarter and a half, maybe first half he gets against the Bills, like completes half his passes, has a near pick, maybe has a pick, maybe has one touchdown, but it's not an overly impressive game. Where some of the like he has that one consistent drive, and the next drive is kind of bad, and you're just feeling dissatisfied with his play. Like how open is that door then? And it's with the first team offense, right? Yes, your best player. And players. ultimately, and I made this point on Thursday, like whoever it is playing with the first team offense, uh, you got to score points against the Rams. You got to find a way to move the ball against Aaron Donald. So if it is Andy Dalton struggling, uh, once that happens next week, so they're playing the Bills and he gets more time and it doesn't look good, then yeah, absolutely that matters. And you got your first team tight end in Jimmy Graham. Hall of Fame career, who's played with some of the best quarterbacks of all time, comparing him to Russell Wilson, comparing Justin Fields yeah. to Russell Wilson. And that was at the beginning of camp. Yes, yes. And he's not even playing with him much, but it's just the vibe he's getting, stuff he's seeing. And he's bigger than Russell Wilson, like, like just in terms of physical oh, yeah. size. Yes, it's yeah, but just... At least, what is it, four inches taller than him? Yes, and then he had, so. a, had on a few pounds. And it's just... That type of stuff is building in the Bears locker room. It's there, and it's probably an unwinnable situation for Andy Dalton, and I think he's actually handled it all quite well. But his press conference today, man, was two and a half minutes. It was awkward. Justin Fields was like quadruple that. And he's this is not going to get any easier for Andy Dalton. He's going to have to perform at practice. He's going to have to perform against the Bills because I don't know if he's going to play in the final third preseason game. I don't think that's going to – be a big game for the starters or any of your best players, but things change, man. Players make plays and things change. So, you know, Russell Wilson, like I believe that was his situation too in Seattle, right? They didn't want to play him. Then eventually they just turned to him and he did pretty, uh, he did okay. I would say in his first year in the NFL. Yeah. I think it worked out. I think it worked out even better in year two. Um, Oh man, I think we're getting carried away here. (laughs) Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, 
maybe with a Hogan Johns pull or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Uh, all right. Let's get to some things in the uh, that have written down the notebook, some very important items um, that we have to knock out. Of course, uh, the Brian Johnson field goal. Here's some things. I, I don't he did think, it. I can't believe he did it. I, I don't he, think that they were taking like prop bets on this game. I actually, I actually checked a couple places, but like there's two things that if I had put some money down on like prop bets in this game, one would have been a Brian Johnson field goal, which, which would have cashed. The other was a Jesse James tight end or a uh, touchdown. Cause just like kind of looking at him in practice and knowing how much he was going to play in this game. It was like, Come on, that's going to happen too. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, these are these are things that we should start predicting in our podcast. And we kind of do, and then they happen. Um, so the Brian Johnson thing, really important. We had to make sure we mentioned that. Uh, and then we got a Ladarius Mack play yeah, as well for, sure. for our man, Kevin Fishbane. I love how that like people are tweeting at Kevin about that now. Yeah, during the game, we got it. <laughs> so I'm sitting next to my, my seat's right next to his in the press box, and Ladarius Mack made us, I think it was a, uh, a tackle just on special teams. I go, hey, did you see that? Put that down in your notebook. And he was none too pleased. So continue yeah. to tweet at him about Ladarius Mack, please. Um, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, special good teams. Have, speaking of special teams, they need a, a few things cleaned up. Now, they, they had a lot of the reserves out there especially in the first punt coverage unit. I made note of that, but they need to figure a few things out there. Maybe that comes with some personnel changes, but that was a, that was different. And Jordan Lucas as your kick returner without any really return experience whatsoever. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, in general, special teams, not that great today. You guys give me crap about, you know, writing and talking about special teams, but you know, they actually are, replacing Cordero Patterson and Sherrick McMahon as two of the best to do it, especially two of the best punt gunners. And uh, I don't know if you saw the punt coverage today, but it was not good. So it, that's actually a concern of mine going into the regular season. Field position is huge. Um, and especially, I, I'd say it's even more important if you're going to be Andy Dalton in there. Like, you better be winning the field position game. You better be playing lights out defense. If you make the switch to Justin – Maybe he can bail you out of some of that. But I, I think especially if you're really planning on trying to beat the Rams with Andy Dalton in week one, you better be playing much better special teams than we saw today in this preseason game. I, I would say just based on what we saw in practice compared to what we saw today, it seems like Chris Tabor, the Bears special teams coordinator, was experimenting with a few things, or at least challenging guys in, 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 in live football. That, that, that includes Lucas as, as a punt returner. He's never returned punts in the NFL. I think he has won before this game. Yeah, and that's why they were taking those kicks out, too. I mean, you know, some of those kicks were deep in the end zone. You're probably uh, taking those as touchbacks in the regular season, but you can't evaluate uh, kick return tape if you're just taking touchbacks, and there's no tape to, to look at. So that, that's part of why that was going on. But, um, yeah, good good point by you to bring that up. Um, 
And uh, the one serious thing that we do need to talk about is uh, as this game ended, it, it came out that the Bears are signing Jason Peters. Long time, 39-year-old Jason Peters. Uh, I kind of been waiting for this move. Like, when are they going to try to sign somebody? I don't know what Jason Peters has left, but they had to add somebody. And he's Matt Nagy made it very clear, admitted that this is happening and said he's coming in to compete at left tackle to start. It's he tried to sell it as this has nothing to do with Tevin Jenkins, but you're not making this move. Tevin Tevin Jenkins is healthy. Exactly. And playing well at left Mm -hmm. tackle. There's an open competition at left tackle because the guy you hope that would be is not even on the field. Well, he's on the field, but he's not doing anything. We've seen him at practice, but he's just standing around, not doing much, or hasn't done anything physically since we saw him pushing up that sled up the, the hill. He hasn't, I haven't seen him do anything physical since then. Maybe he rode the bike a little bit on the sideline, but nothing too arduous. It's alarming. It's, it, it's been alarming with Devin Jenkins, but yeah, you're not making this move. If you're happy with what's going on at left tackle, the guy's 40 years old. How crazy that, that he, how crazy actually is that, that he may actually be your better option than some of the guys in the roster right now. Yeah. Do you remember when Orlando Pace, you know, came, Orlando Pace was the best, but t- <laughs> young Adam Jones is very excited about that. The, but at the time, once he, oh, once you saw him out there on the field with the bears, it was like, oh, this is not the, the same guy. And uh, now there's some history there with Juan Castillo, Jason Peters, Juan Castillo. And um, as part of this, but I'll be interested to see what he looks like on the field. I, I think the Bears had to make a move. We'll see what he looks like on the practice field. And um, we'll see if they can get this offensive line figured out in these next few weeks because it's a huge storyline, especially if, you know, if they are, are going to make this move and go to Justin, you saw what he could do, but you also don't want to get him killed. No, no. I, and I'll say this. You got Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn, who actually played all right today against the Dolphins, I have to say. They'll give Jason Peters, they'll get him up to speed. They'll see how much good yeah. football he's got left because they're going to be all over him. Yeah. Respectfully, of course, those veterans. Uh, but, yeah, it should be fun. Actually, that gives us something fun to watch this week is the Bears get back to House Hall. Uh, you know, no joint practices. They got to practice back against each other. And um, we'll see if, if Justin Fields can put together another big week. I, you know, this was an important week, kind of a swing week in training camp and the quarterback storyline. And um, I think it went Justin Fields way. So there's still two more games. There's still, we're still a month out, basically a little bit less than a month out from the start of the regular season. So there's still some time here, more time for Justin Fields to come Brandy Dalton, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we'll see if the bears are considering changes or if that door's truly open this week in practice, because after this week, maybe you start doing a little bit game planning for the Rams. Um, if they're throwing fields out there with the starters more, just doing something different to test him more. We'll see how truly that door open it, that that conversation has in terms of opening that door or it is right now for man. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have you covered all week. Uh, should have another episode out Tuesday. Uh, and then Mitch Trubisky and the bills come to town next weekend so are you ready are you ready well it's just we should see him we should see him playing at some point um so that'll be fun a little storyline for this coming week as well follow us on twitter at adam hogue at adam johns uh post game reaction up uh johnsy on the athletic theathletic.com slash hogan johns and you can read my post game column at nbc sports chicago.com i wrote a little bit about a quarterback named justin Fields, so you can check that out there 
And uh, love seeing the T-shirts out at Soldier Field today. I have to say, uh, those of you that that uh, took wore the shirts out here, got them in on uh, Twitter. Uh, maybe you forgot to post them. You can still do that, but uh, we like seeing them. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Get you guys the free obvious shirts uh, from obviousshirts.com for those of you that do that. So uh, good first preseason game. It was fun. I have to say, just fun to to cover and see fans back in the stands and enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys Tuesday. See ya. Really good, Adam.